Welcome to a new episode of Savvy Talk. This season, I'm excited to bring you leading voices from those shaping Dubai's cultural and business scene. Today, my guest is Lynn El Khatib, who's the group head of communication at Shaloub Group, the largest luxury retailer and distributor in the Middle East and North Africa. She comes to us with more than 15 years of experience in corporate and brand, including working with companies like Nestle and leading campaigns from them on nutrition and wellness. And now she deals with some of the coolest brands in the world, overseeing comms. It's really exciting for me to talk to another communications professional because I love this field so much. And she is one of the pros making things happen, not just in Dubai, but in the Middle East. And I'm really, really excited, Lynn, to have you on the show today. Welcome to Savvy Talk. Hi, I'm, I'm also very excited. Wow, thank you for this intro. <laughs> I feel uh, a little old, but uh, but thanks. Yes. No, we're experienced. We have experience. And by the way, experience <laughs> is something that we really need in this day and age, in this market, especially with all the challenges and things that we're facing in the market with the introduction of digital and social and AI and, and brands competing with uh, voice and share of of attention for consumers. So I think it's really, really relevant that we're having this conversation today. I really want to kind of start by introducing our listeners to who you are and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into comms. Yes. Um, I don't think we have enough time for this whole journey. <laughs> it's been quite an interesting uh, and intense journey, but I'm a nutritionist by education, master of science, researcher, super geek. Uh, and after I worked a little bit in research and clinical nutrition, I got into Nestle as the nutritionist that is doing marketing, uh, communicating the science, talking about, you know, different aspects of product ingredients, uh, fortification, probiotics. And God knows, you know, no one had a clue about any of it back in 2000. Seven. So, um, so this is where I started communicating and, and working with marketing to translate difficult topics like scientific uh, topics, research into multiple audiences. So, uh, sometimes to consumers, uh, to healthcare professionals, to government authorities go, doing their, their product registration dossiers and all of that. And, even though I still had nutrition at the core of what I did, product development and recipes, and I was the police, they called me because I would like, uh, you know, reduce the sugar, this can go out, this has to be uh, lower, like all of these things. But at the same time, always, always the communication and scaling up the, the, the information, you know, and this is where when uh, the, the CEO at that time uh, wanted to put internal communication in and the comms team, it was an HR, which is in most companies. Um, I was like, okay, I think I want to do that. Uh, and I was quite um, unknown what internal comms was really at that time. Uh, and I felt like there's, you know, a strategy in it. There's the leadership aspect. I could see the mm -hmm. CEO had something more than sending emails on who, you know, who got married and who got a baby and things like that. It was really something more. So that's how the journey started. Fast forward all my career, internal comms is still at the heart of what I do. But then, of course, this evolved into corporate communications strategy, crisis management, um, personal branding, thought leadership, uh, media relations, and on all aspects of, of corporate communication. Uh, this is basically how um, 
how it evolved. So I learned on the job. I uh, learned what by meeting experts and amazing people. I learned from the journalists as well. And of course, uh, going to the center in Switzerland uh, is, is basically also one of my biggest uh, two-year experiences there, where I did marketing plus sustainability plus purpose, all of it on, on the packaging for consumers. So putting it all together in a project which was very, very exciting. And yeah, finally, I came to Shalhoub. <laughs> and you've been at Shalhoub for how long? It's almost two years now in August. Time flies. That's wonderful. So I always believe that internal comms is sort of the unsung hero of communications. Like everyone spends a lot of time doing uh, communications to the media or to the stakeholders or to the customers, but they don't spend enough time talking to their employees and their team members who are actually the ambassadors of the business, right? So if you do a good job of sharing with your employees and team members, your vision, their purpose, where the company's going, what are the plans, what are the challenges, it allows them to be empowered to do so much more for the business, right? 100%. Um, tell me a little bit about, about like your transition from obviously starting internal comms and nutrition. Now you work for a luxury retailer and it's a completely different, you know, industry and scope and size of what you're doing, you know, corporate and brand communications. How is that different than what you did at, in, in internal and what you did at Nestle? Pretty much it's it's similar. It's not different because I did before internal media and as well as media relations, public affairs stuff, uh, as reporting also uh, on sustainability and uh, all aspects of communication, corporate communication, uh, plus handling the corporate brand, right? So that's a big part of branding. So the industry shift at this level and at this stage felt that Okay, here I'm going to learn the industry and apply the strategic uh, communication skills to a new industry. So for me now, it's um, it's just about understanding the consumers, the partners, our employees, the culture. Going from corporate to family business as well is um, is something I'm you know adapting to. I've adapted already. I think I I feel like I've been mm -hmm. there ten years, which is amazing. So um, so for me, it's now. The, the things that my team handles is internal communication, which, as you said, is the it all starts with internal all communication, right. um, the external part, which is media relations and public affairs. And then we have a team which is we call the powerhouse team, which is the branding uh, team that has uh, production. It has the brand design, brand strategy, social digital media and events. And we support you know wow. the corporate uh, brand mainly and we amplify the voice of the of the product or of the brands um that work towards the consumer but we don't do necessarily the influencer marketing and direct consumer as such we support and we we amplify yeah but think about like a lot of people don't know you know marketing versus pr versus communications what the difference is but you are working on corporate you're working on brand you're working on reputation you're working on philanthropy you're working on social you're working across different aspects of communications how has it changed like and how is like the way that the market works now in real time change the way you do your job and what are some of the things that you as a you know head of comms of a very big company think about every day i want to talk a little bit about social but i want to just ask generally about how do you do real-time communications in this modern age of always on yeah it's it's changed quite there are things that are that changed significantly and things that are still the fundamentals of communication which is number one you know 
understand your audience, be human, be real. You know, that doesn't change no matter what technology, what AI, what anything comes to, to your way. Uh, basically, you must be credible. You must show, don't tell, which is what I always say. Um, feel, don't listen. And so for me, these are the things that are consistent. Of course, uh, the things that majorly changed is the news, how you deal with news, uh, how fast you, you are, because the journalists are also in real time. So the evolution of the whole ecosystem is different. Today, the journalists publish immediately. They get the news. They're able to publish. They're able to reach their audiences. Before, we used to work on a story that waited for print. And if we missed the print, then the news is late and so on. So that was kind of, I can't believe it, you know. So uh, we, we had a quarterly internal newsletter also in an A3 newspaper format. So I think real time makes makes us very agile and handling any issues or crisis very, very quickly, much faster than before. Um, and also at the same time, um, when it comes to internal communications as well, especially that I think it's going live uh, in like a second from our studios is something that adds a lot of value. It creates transparency, trust. Um, in times of COVID, this was definitely accelerated exponentially. But today, you know, we we have a, a message we just go live all the employees listen uh they know first firsthand so so really this is an amazing you know asset to what we do yeah and and talking just a little bit about social which you touched on a bit but like it's becoming increasingly important in the digital landscape and in our communications toolbox like if you don't have a good social media strategy or you aren't consistent with what you're doing on yeah. corporate and brand and media strategy with the social media so how do you approach it at shalhub and and what are some of the strategies that you've used to engage audiences that have worked Look, I think uh, in general, uh, the social media strategy as per our com strategy. So we have one communication strategy, right? One ambition for the group. One. And for us, social media is um, it's just uh, a space where we also that contributes to the strategy. The other parts are the personal relations we build, the stakeholder relations, the employees. So social media um, strategy for us is about number one, authenticity and transparency, because for us, it's credibility where, you know, the days of slogans and campaigns that look nice with, with you know, uh, with models in them and uh, perfect people in them is, is gone. So social media is really credibility, transparency, authenticity. The other, um, you know, strategically is really, of course, data-driven, audience-centric and platform-specific, right? So we must always adapt ourselves to see what works and the data that, what it's telling us. Um, and of course, per platform. So you find us having more thought leadership on LinkedIn, you find us engaging in video content so much more these days, of course, mm -hmm. naturally. So this is kind of the how, the how we approach social media. But the strategy is, it's always towards our, we have three main content pillars, right? People, business, okay. and brand sustainability. And no matter what we communicate, it has to be within these three pillars. So we're consistent, we're, you know, and on brand. So, um, I think this is this has been really um, helping increase tremendously the engagement on social. Uh, it's a two way conversation. It's no longer just we're not just telling people anything We're we're engaging. We're having a conversation um, and we're just showing real life and, and real people. 
That's, I love that. You know, one of the biggest things that, uh, is, as you know, is happening on social is there's a lot of collaboration with different partners and different stakeholders. And, you know, you work with some of the biggest brands in the world that are part of Shahoop Group. How is the recipe for collaborations and partnership work at the company? And what do you look for in a partner? And what are you looking for in stakeholders to keep them engaged, even in the industry or in the community that you operate in? Look, I think certainly um, corporate communications and corporate affairs does a lot to build stakeholder engagement, but every single person in our group is obsessed with two things, our consumer and a long-term relationship with the partners. So this is not a comms side job, you know? Yep. So every everyone every day wakes up to say, okay, am I making sure I'm relevant to my partners? Am I adding value? Am I helping to build their brands in the region? Am I you know, contributing to localizing their content, their collections and things like that. So that's not a communication, you know, a specific uh, action, right? So for me, this is, this is at the core of our DNA and purpose of the group to inspire, accelerate, delight in everything we do. So the relationships are kept through, of course, our long-term partnership through our, well, we deliver on the promise uh, the group also has resources in-house, which is very competitive, uh, in addition to the, you know, what we call the plug-and-play services that the retail partner gives. So I feel that, um, you know, uh, having the insights, the intelligence, the, the legacy and the history of, of the brand is number one is the credibility, you know, 100%. Deliver on the promise. Now for the corporate affairs and comms team, this is where that credibility fuels everything we Comes do. In. Because then we are walking the talk. We are, you know, we know if we're saying it, we're not building, you know, fluff over, over the, without substance. Um, so that's where our role then is how can we deliver on business uh, strategy? How can we help the business, be it employer branding, be it uh, connecting with government uh, um, officials who we collaborate on projects for the community, for um, the workforce, uh, or for, for example, I don't know, growing the retail sector because you want to grow the pie because the governments are really involved. Sustainability, mm -hmm. you know, our sustainability team is highly engaged together to, to contribute to solutions. So I think we build credible relations by collaborating towards a common goal. You know, it's not just networking. It's really building, building. I want to just jump on that sustainability thing. What, what are you, what do you mean by that? Like, what are some of the things that you focus on sustainability and retail? Just to explain to our listeners. Of course. I think, uh, well, next week we will be publishing our sustainability report and the sustainability team is super proud, uh, to, uh, to publish our net zero commitment. So that's one of the pillars, planet, of course. And as a retailer, I mean, our operations must be, you know, net zero, we must contribute to the planet. So it takes a lot. It takes a lot of support from the government. It takes a lot. Like now for COP28, retailers work together as well. So stakeholder relations is to all of us work together to achieve that. That's one part, right? So what, how can we reduce our emissions? Do we have enough electric cars? Did we, did we get electric cars? Are our warehouses energy efficient? Do we have enough solar panels? So that's, a collaboration with other industries like, you know, uh, Schneider and, and the government and so on. So stakeholder engagement happens with different owners in the, in the company. Uh, but this is how we build the relation. We build it by working together towards something. 
recently saw you guys launched a campaign called uh, hashtag my bold future. Yeah. Um, what is it? What inspired the campaign? What is it all about? Explain to me what that is all about. Yeah, we love that campaign. We're so proud of it. Um, so we launched My Bold Future, and it's an Arabic campaign, by the way. Nahnul Mustaqbal. Yep. So My Bold Future is our English iteration, but it's only Arabic. Arabic version. Yep. Yeah. So, but but the 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 campaign is Arabic only. There isn't even okay. English. Um, it's uh, basically in Saudi Arabia as well, just Saudi. The objective of this campaign was two things. The first is to create awareness on Shalhoub Group as an entity. Since last year, we started operating directly as a legal entity in the kingdom. Uh, and we were able to also create awareness as a group on the brand name. We wanted to uh, create awareness on also the portfolio, what it's like to work with us. We're a great place to work uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, portfolio of brands and what, you know, working in retail means as well for people. The second objective, of course, of the campaign was towards the the biggest business need, which is recruiting and attracting talents uh, and retail specifically in the store, store consultants. So we um, we wanted to demystify what it's like to work in retail uh, to, uh, you know, maybe, you know, clarify the skills needed. Maybe people thought or didn't think they didn't know what skills they needed to work in retail. They maybe um, didn't have clarity on the career path. Uh, it could be a step into a long career and and success in, in this industry, especially luxury retail, which is very experiential, very unique, very uh, relationship uh, bespoke, as yeah. well, bespoke. So these were the two core objectives. And of course, our uh, in phase one, which was last year, were our own store consultants, our own team members yeah. who shared and really accepted and were so happy to share their experiences, their background, what they do at work and and how they grow in their careers. So that was uh, last year. And this year we did phase two, which is actually asking all the leaders to go into the store or be in the shoes of the store consultants for a day and really be guided by the store consultant and reflect on their journey. Because we also want to show that it's um, everyone's business. Like we all need to understand retail that this is really the, the powerhouse of of our group. Yeah. So the premise of the campaign is to inspire people to choose careers in retail and also to help them understand what's the career path, how does luxury retail work? And, you know, Saudi is really coming onto the scene in so many ways. Uh, uh, fashion savvy youth, uh, tech savvy youth, like it is really a happening in terms of culture. And even if you look at film and movies, things that are coming out of Saudi are really what's popping in culture. So how have you been tapping into that? And what is some of the feedback you've gotten so far since you've launched it? So I think the, the feedback was uh, was really good. I mean, the, the data shows it. Again, being data driven, we it, it was a, an online campaign uh, mainly. Uh, the, the basically from an awareness perspective, it really showed an increase in our brand health uh, and increased awareness of the group. But most importantly, it it helped us really attract talent. So we we really got CVs, rec recruitment uh, applications because we did collaborate with our talent acquisition teams and, and the leaders in the market to really launch uh, the right roles and push them as well with the campaign. So we wanted that call to action so that we can immediately attract uh, the talents. Um, and also, especially to clarify that you can have any background and really choose to learn because we do have also our 
learning academies and, and university to help grow your career and, and you grow as well. So when it comes to that, I think the, the feedback was very positive, um, especially from some of our partners, such as the Fashion Commission, uh, who actually featured uh, this campaign and Fashion Futures last year, uh, also to shed light because uh, they focus on the designers and the local brands and the, the proud Saudi designers. At the same time, for them, the ecosystem is very important. So it yeah, was I'm really sure. also welcomed uh, by multiple uh you know stakeholders because it it kind of has a bigger uh benefit for the community as well so a big part of the campaign is to inspire the next generation of the workforce in fashion retail to kind of come into the space you know make the pitch to me now what are some like three reasons i should try to if you're talking to your saudi audience right now get a career in fashion retail or work in luxury brand communications what would you say well, I would say, first of all, that uh, if you love brands and fashion, it will be uh, an amazing step in to this industry. You would not only connect to international brands, you will also uh, work with leaders in the industry. You will understand from the from the store how to grow in your career and you could become uh, a, a manager or, or a senior leader in this in this industry. Second is if you love working with people, this is the place. Look, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> You're coming alive. I can see it. Um, but the second, the second part is if you really care and work about people, you could really be much more than just. You're not just a salesperson for me. You are, you can be a stylist. You can be a trusted person for the customers because client telling is key. And this relationship building is, is an asset and a skill that you could use anywhere in, in life. And the third one is because uh, we have a lot of courses in Shalom University. It's so funny. I'm really pitching. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to. Yeah, you will You will learn a lot because we have courses um, that you can become really an expert in fragrances, an expert in, in fashion, just from the courses you take within the group itself and be part of the team. You know, the other thing too, Lynn, I was thinking about as you were talking, like, let's say I want to launch my own brand someday. This is a great way to get in and learn the business and spend five, 10 years learning about the retail industry, learning about how to build a brand, last mile logistics, how to do the marketing, how to talk to customers, how to handle customer objection. What are some of the questions people have about price and product? Like it is a great way to learn if you have ambitions of someday having your own brand or running your own, I mean, this is a great way to come in and, and learn and be a part of a successful, a successful story, which really, really excites me because I'm seeing so much energy about some of the cool things happening in Saudi right now. So when I saw that campaign, I was like, I definitely need to ask her all about this. Um, let's pivot a second and talk, go back a little bit about communications. Cause I, I get a lot of people who ask me like, ah, how do I start in PR? How do I get a job in communications? Um, and like, it's different from when you and I started our careers of what we needed to do and what where we started. What advice would you give people who want to be in your job, a head of comms job someday, um, and in luxury retail brand, that industry? Well, I hope, I mean, with, with two years in this industry, I hope... Uh... I'm the credible right person to to talk about that part of it. But I think what is uh, common is communication 
or any role in this industry is all about really understanding the consumer. So you have to know the numbers, you have to know the data, you have to understand truly the behaviors and the trends, because that's the only way you can connect and you can be very um, centric to your to your audiences. Um, if if really they want to uh, to be in comms, I would say it's uh, I, and I said it before. It's really about authenticity, and uh, it's no longer just the skills of writing a press release. Right, ChatGPT can write a press release for you. It's about the 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 emotional intelligence aspect. It's the relationship you build with the brands. It's how you uh, romance the story, how you understand the history and the legacy. Because luxury is very deeply rooted in family businesses and uh, designers that have a history and a legacy and generations. And that is the most beautiful part of the story. And that cannot be just something you learn, you know, just by, by, by just learning how to write or, or, uh, or how to post a post. It's really about loving this industry and loving the storytelling aspect of, of this industry. Um, at the same time, if you're in communication, uh, I think that the biggest thing is being able to live every day and understand that your role is to help others shine it's not about you it's about them and this is the fundamental thing that will help you succeed i love it it's a very challenging role you don't own anything you work on everything for everyone else right you support spokespeople to speak you write thought leaderships you uh support on a brand communication so it is about people's most of the time subjective opinions you do have measures you do have kpis but it's really don't take it personally you know you have to really yeah, yeah. let me do it better and let me help others shine and let me help the brand succeed uh, especially if it's internal come as well it's really thinking about the people and you have to love it um so that that's a big one um and uh yeah i think pretty much these are the things um to 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 really be in communication the rest of it is just uh, be agile because the trends are always changing love technology technology is everything and comes and unlike what people believe data and tech and science and engineering is all within the same so with true. the art so so yeah you have to you have to have an affinity i love that and and, and how do you stay up to date with latest trends and practices in the field well <laughs> It's, uh, first of all, I think it's, um, I, I stay with the trends because we listen, we listen everywhere. We listen online. We have, we monitor, we read the news, we have relationships with the brands. We, we follow them. So for me, the trends is just by being in it. It's no longer like I, I take a course or I learn about it. It's really every day by listening and, um, and understanding uh, what's happening. For me, uh, learning, of course, when it comes to AI or any technology, I actually invest time to, to learn the tech and play around with it and explore and experiment. And with my team also, they love that. So we experiment, we test, we learn always to, to you know, to, to ride on these uh, uh, new tools that will help us actually uh, grow. Uh, and I think um, it's by following people you know, today, uh, this is another thing in communication. It's, it's Love about that. people. You follow, you have to follow people who are making a difference, who are 
not just the influencers as such. No, you follow the business leaders, you follow the people and comes. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by uh, a lot of people in my, in my role. It's not a industry. It's, it's not a competition in the industry. You know, you follow, you get inspired, you learn from them. Uh, and I think as a collective, we can all grow together. So, uh, so that's another aspect. Uh, and when you follow the leaders uh, as well in the industry, uh, you understand the business. Better. So good. So good. Last question, then we're going to do something fun called rapid fire. But I wanted to ask you, you touched on about ChatGPT helping write press releases. What are your thoughts on AI and how do you see it impacting the PR and communications industry? I see it. Uh, I see it positively impacting. Honestly, I think like any technology that comes, if you know how to use it, um, it will really save you time. It will, uh, it will add uh, skills and creativity and make you focus on the human aspect on the relationship building on the knowledge of the brand and the consumer and using it in the right way. So, uh, I, I don't see it as a threat. I mean, and no. whenever we have a, a transformation or, or, uh, something new, people are so scared. I mean, I think uh, eventually it will all be ba ba balanced, uh, out, but it is definitely, you know, it's really cool. I like just go and, and, and test even design and creative and, and all of that. It, it will help to speed the process and help you deliver even nicer things that you usually do. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I think that it's going to help speed and efficiency. But again, the creative process is always going to be human based and Absolutely. data and intelligence are always going to be the factor that come into play. And we as humans know how to use that the best way. So anyways, okay, rapid fire questions. I'm just going to shoot some stuff at you. Just first thing that comes to mind. What's your answer? Here we go. Uh, TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Uh, reading or writing? Uh, both. Writing. Online or in store? Online. Ah, I thought you were in store. <laughs> um, uh, okay, luxury. You work in the luxury business. Would you invest in shoes or a bag? Uh, I know that the, what my brain tells me is bag, but what I do is shoes. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. I thought you were a shoes person. I pretty thought you were a shoes person. I'm definitely Such a bag person, person, but like you're. Sh I, I figured rapid fire. Definitely gonna say shoes. Okay. Last question, which is my favorite question. Uh, I'm writing a book, and so I'm reading a lot of books. What is your favorite book? Okay. So one of my um, favorite book, well, I, I read a lot of personal development books and, and, and these books. I like them. And I Same. think Untamed, Untamed by Glennon Doyle was uh, so good. Untamed is such a good book. Uh, it really touches you. And when you talk about purpose, I, I, I love that book because not just about the content that really shifts you and change your mindset, but also when you look at the way it's written and uh, even as a book from a communications perspective, it really touches you very, very deeply. Yeah. It's such a moving book. Yeah. The second one, which I, I liked um, as well. And I think it was one of the books you recommended at the beginning of the year, just so you know that I learned by following people as well, uh, which is smart, smart Brevity. Oh my God. It's my favorite book. Oh my God. Oh my, I made my, all my team read it. Uh, I think it's the Same. best book because it, like if you're in communication and you're like, just keep it short, no one believes you. They just want to keep adding and adding. And maybe we, you know, add a few here and an intro there and Makes context there. So happy. Oh my God. Every person should read that book to be straight Good to book. the point. And, and it's not aggressive and it's not rude if you're like straightforward. We're in the Middle East. We're like love 
sugarcoating and romancing everything, but in our day and time, yeah, yeah. we need to be like crisp. So I love it. It is uh, every bo- person who joins my company gets that as part of their starter kit. It's something I recommend anybody who reads, who writes. It's just, it's a short book. It's easy to read. It's easy to digest. It's like, it's good communications. And it's why I Absolutely. love that book. And I, I love this conversation that we had today. Uh, Lynn Al-Khatib, uh, head of group communications at Shalhoub Group. Thank you for being our guest today. You are articulate and inspiring. And um, I'm really going to continue to stay close to what you're up to because I think you're leading the market and we all should take a note from what you're you're approaching and, and delivering. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maha. It was such a lovely, lovely uh, podcast. <laughs> Yeah, thank you.